What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Becoming a Better Man podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Wright. Ooh, guys, that last week's episode, some of that was a little bit of an eye-opener for you, wasn't it? Some of it was an eye-opener, right? Like, it sounds so crazy to think that dating tips is something that we're having to give in this day and age with so much information readily available. But honestly, I think that's that's one of the biggest problems that we have with dating today, especially if you're a guy that's been out of the dating game for a long time, right? Like, I'll be the first to admit that I didn't know what the hell I was doing in 2018 after being out of the game for 10 years. It was tough. It was tough. And I'll tell you some of the lessons that I've learned, guys, is that there's a majority of people out there that don't know what the hell they're doing either. They don't know themselves. That's why it's even more important that we take the time to make sure that we spend enough energy and intention into discovering who we are again. You know, being able to clearly define it, being able to clearly identify what are my deal breakers? What are my red flags that I am just totally going to cut it off at? What are my green flags? You know, what are my, what are my fuck yeses and fuck noes to put it more simply? Because if there's something about somebody that doesn't make you go fuck yes, then it's a fuck no. (laughs) Does that make sense? If there's not something about them that gets you fired up and excited beyond what they look like or what you ever sort of feedback you could get from other people based on what their impression might be of them, right? Like, is it somebody that you're trying to get with to prove something to other people? Then that's a fuck no. Is there something about them, who they are, what they're about, their values that make you go, fuck yes. If not, I'm telling you, life's too short. Plenty of fish in the sea. Think about it. Especially, guys, if you're you're coming out of another relationship, whether it be long-term, marriage, short-term, whatever, there's a prevailing thought that, and some, you know, weaker men think this way, I've already wasted my time. Why would I want to waste more? Yep, we do. All right, we don't spend the time with ourselves. We don't work on identifying the things within ourselves that contributed to the breakdown of what we just got out of. We don't spend the time to identify what needs to be done differently next time. What about myself do I need to manage better? What about someone else do I need to look at not attempting to manage better? See what I'm saying? It's not our job to fix them. If they've done the work and they're coming into the arena ready, nobody's ever totally ready. So don't, you know, 
only you know your your sliding scale of what's a good starting point and what's not, but if they've not done the work in themselves to kind of heal their wounds, then you guys are both just going to end up bleeding all over each other from wounds that other people inflicted. Most of it is childhood related, if we're being honest. But then it ends up turning partner related because we <laughs> fucked up and picked partners that mimicked the same flaws and wounds that were created in our childhood because we get this sick, twisted thought like, if I can just find somebody that's like the person who created this wound as a child, mom or dad or whatever, then this is my chance to make it right. Even though it's not with mom or dad, like I can make it right in that type of person with that type of feeling that they give me. And then that way I can feel better about myself. And it's so twisted. Like it doesn't work. That's what I'm saying. Like if you do the work in yourself, spend the time alone and then don't, don't be trying to waste your time on somebody that's not done the same. Because the last thing you want is to get involved with another person who's repeating the same pattern they've always repeated with every single person they've been with. And they're just changing faces. Right? They're just changing songs in the playlist, but it's the same band putting on the concert. Nothing's changing. And all that's going to do is further spiral you, kill your self-esteem, make you question if love's even a real thing, make you question if dating's even worth it, and then you just start chasing around for whoever's going to give you the most attention and make you feel good about yourself. Cycle repeated. Cycle repeated. That's why the time alone is good. Identify what are my deal breakers? What are my red flags? What are my green flags? Green means go. That's your fuck yes. Oh, their values align with mine. Sweet. Awesome. Do they have a, a vision for their life? Are they going somewhere? Where are they going? Is there room for me to come along? Just like I've taken the time to decide where am I going? And is there room for this person to come along? That's how it has to work. That's the only way it can work. Another thing to look at, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot more to, to a relationship or a dating partner or something than just chemistry, right? Like that's where we talked about values and things like that. That's compatibility. Sometimes you're just not compatible with people and that's fine. I'm telling you something that's been really eye-opening for me in the last few months, at least, is trying to understand more about attachment styles. And I think I've touched on this before, you know, talking about how you've got the different attachment styles that are all, again, created out of our childhood, depending on the environment that you grew up in, you know, how stable and secure it was or how unstable and chaotic it was, or even just how unpredictable it might have been. Right? Like, did love seem like it was something that was only earned or was it freely given? Did you never know what type of mood the household was going to be set at? Did you feel like you had to kind of tread lightly in order to get the version of mom or dad that you preferred? 
right? The happy one, not the pissed off tense one that seemed like you make one false step, you're in the shithole. All that affects our attachment style with any and all relationships we develop throughout the rest of our lives, our friendships, our romantic partnerships. All of it's affected. So you have to be able to identify in yourself, like, am I, am am I more of an anxious attachment person? You know, if I feel like somebody might be um, getting a little bit distant, do I panic? Right. Do I chase after? Do I try to pursue harder? Does that make me fearful of the worst case scenario? Usually, and you'll find this out too, the more you look into it and, and talk to your therapist about it. Like if you're seeing a therapist, I highly recommend it. Talk to them about this stuff, right? This anxiety and relationships kind of thing. It can create a much better dynamic and understanding whether you're with somebody currently or you're dating, trying to find somebody, newly trying to get to know somebody, you're going to better have a better understanding for the dynamic between you two. And things can improve, right? Like it's possible from, from what I've read to essentially kind of transform which attachment style you have within that relationship. But it takes work and it takes a lot of intentional effort and awareness on both, on both parties, essentially. But typically, you know, obviously the anxious type will go after the avoidant type and the avoidant type will go after the anxious type. And like the avoidance, they, they want to be pursued, but they want to be able to not be pursued too much, right? Like they need space. They need distance. When they feel unsettled, they need to go away. Freaks the hell out of the anxious one, right? Because you're anxious because somebody went away and never came back. Or they did that on a regular basis in childhood. So now that feels so familiar, you get pissed off at your partner when really all they're doing is finding a way to self-soothe and comfort themselves in a way that feels safe for them because they're overwhelmed. And it has nothing to do with you. Yet you're thinking that it's a problem with the relationship and it's a problem with them or it's a problem with you that you feel so freaked out about them needing that time or needing that space. Are you following along? It's, it's way more complicated than I'm making it in terms of the depth of information and knowledge and the science behind it. But uh, I highly recommend looking it up. Um, attachment theory and attachment styles. So it's, it's that, you know, opposites attract kind of thing. That's what that's about. So, Anxious, chases after the avoidant, the avoidant enjoys the attention from the anxious, yet if you don't understand that about each other, you're just going to keep pushing the other one away, right? It's like you're trying to flip two two sides of the magnet, uh, two of the same sides of the magnet at each other, and you're actually going to get a repelling effect. Because you're going to get pissed off that they keep needing, like avoiding everything when you want them closer. And they're going to get pissed off that you keep trying to get closer when they've wanted some space. So it's a, it's a, it's a dance really. (laughs) 
And it's frustrating if you don't understand it. And even still, if you do understand it, it's frustrating, right? Because you're still triggered from whatever you're wired to be like until you can feel that at least a level of communication has been had that you can understand, okay, this is what's going on. I just need to give them some time. Here, let's, let's revisit this in you know, a few hours. Or, hey, is it okay if I check in with you in a few hours just to see how you're feeling? Or, all right, well, let's, you know, let's come back together tomorrow and, and maybe talk about this a little bit once things feel a little bit less intense for both of us. All right, great. That's a good plan. But that's what makes all this, you know, dating stuff really scary because shit, man, I got to get to know somebody else's problems, <laughs> right? Like that's, you know, you thought it if you haven't already. That's the, it's like, man, I've got to, dude, I've got to get my stuff out there with somebody that doesn't know me. And know that they're probably just going to be like, yep, I'm not ready for this. See ya. And you know that they've got their own crap that they may or may not want to disclose to you. That's a hard thing, man. Being able to figure out, like, is this person somebody that's going to be honest with me? And that doesn't mean, like, having verbal diarrhea early in the relationship, like when you're getting to know each other, where you're just spilling all your trauma, all your shit everything you've been through. Um, I've done that (laughs) and, uh, really only one time has that gone well, but, uh, I've, I saw it as, look, I'm going to test them out day one and see, is this somebody that's interested in getting to know me more or is this something that's already dead in the water? And let's just go ahead and find out first date. I don't recommend that, um, but it's a it's a good way to think about it. Like you want to have some sort of transparency without being fully disclosing of your life story. All right, communicate what you're there for. Communicate who you are. Give them the chance to communicate who they are. Like ask questions. Seem interested. Don't make it all about you, right? And use that as an attempt to genuinely try to understand the person that is sitting across from you. Not as a means to try and judge or throw back in their face at a future date, right? Get to know them and then make the decision afterwards. Like, is that somebody I really, you know, connect with? Is that somebody that I'm, invested in or could be invested in are things just too different but it it really is important to be able to have that time right in between relationships where not only can you do all that work on yourself but through doing that you'll be better able to identify what's going on in other people as well You'll know the people who are totally closed off to looking inward and healing whatever wounds they've got, because we've all got them. If you say you don't, you're just lying. 
are they closed off to that? Are they somebody that you can't have a potentially uncomfortable conversation with about what your needs are for fear of them wanting to either put you down, judge you, make fun of you, use it against you, or run away? If that's the case, see ya. Red flag. Get out of there. It's not worth getting any deeper in that water. But that's what I'm saying. You have to be on the lookout because there's going to be a lot of a lot of ladies, especially if you're a man who's done the work on himself and is is driven and has a pan uh, like a plan and a path that he's trying to go down. That's worked on himself and his spirituality and trying to connect with with God and the purpose that He's laid out for him. There's going to be a lot of ladies that find that attractive. It's that law of attraction thing, right? Like you've got this different energy that you're putting out now. And there's going to be a lot of, a lot of people that come swarming at it. That's where you've got to be able to have done enough work to develop the strength, right? It's just like in the gym. We got to put up enough reps over enough time to develop a sufficient amount of strength for the task at hand. You have to have done the work because if you can't identify, all right, this is this is new attention I'm not used to. You gotta be strong enough to make sure not everybody gets a free pass. Not everybody else, not everybody deserves access. Because a lot of them, the majority, they're women that are lost just like you were lost. You, they don't know who they are. They're not really interested in something serious because they don't know what they want. They don't know themselves yet. Sadly, they're looking for a man to help them figure out who they are or maybe who they're not. It's not your job, just like it's not their job to do that for you. So when all this new attention comes, right, like when all this heat starts to turn up in the kitchen, you got to make sure you're dressed accordingly, right? To keep you from sweating. It's not easy, but if you can get better at that, then dating can become way less of a nightmare. You know, there's a, there's a topic um, that I had come across in the last few weeks about, you know, Dating to marry versus dating to connect. And I'd always kind of been in the mindset where like dating is not something I just want to fuck around with. You know, like I had that phase of my life where it's just kind of like date around, everything's super casual, nothing serious. Just try and get reps in, you know. But then I realized like, man, I'm lonely as hell doing it this way. So I was looking for somebody, I thought I was dating to marry, but really my intention was dating to connect. So the, some of the dangers in dating to marry is sometimes with certain people, it can be a means to tolerate unnecessary abuse and wrongdoing. 
You know what I mean? If you are going into it with this mindset of I'm dating this person in hopes that I could marry them someday, you're going to overlook a lot of offenses. You're going to overlook a lot of shit that you shouldn't put up with. So if it's strictly from that point of view, right, and you've not laid out like, what are my, what are my deal breakers? What are my green flags? What are my red flags? What are my fuck yeses and fuck noes? Then you're going to be putting up with a lot of bullshit, right? You're going to be putting up with a lot of bullshit about all these other X's in the picture, but it's all okay because it's totally justifiable. Bullshit. (laughs) Stuff like that. Oh, he's just a friend. Bullshit. Oh, I hate that guy. Well, you talk about how much you hate him a lot, so there's probably a good chance that there's the exact opposite happening, and he's the one you're fucking over, like fucking me over with. Red flag, no. That's when you're dating connect, you can start to see those things better. Right? I think I think there's nothing better, guys, than going into a a dating situation fully open to whatever can happen. Just saying, I you know what? I'm interested enough in this person to want to start meeting with them. And I want to get to know them better. And I want to see what kind of connections there. Right? I want to see what they're about. Not what they can do for me. Not what others will think of me if I get this person. Right? I know some of you shallow ass guys are listening to this. I see your all stories on Instagram. Go into it with a genuine interest in them. Not what they can do for you. Learn what they're about, who they are. You might gain a different perspective, right? You might be able to see things more clearly, pros and cons. Don't be doing it to make somebody jealous. I want to throw that out there. I know a lot of y'all are petty as hell. I know I've had that streak in me before. (laughs) Do it being fully open to whatever possibility happens. If that means there's no other date past that next time, fine. I'm open to enjoying what's left of it. And if you don't enjoy it, then you don't enjoy it. God knows I've had dates where I just didn't enjoy it. No offense to them. Just nothing was there. Nothing was there. And the next thing you know, you're faking an injury just to be able to go home. (laughs) Or an illness. Oh, guys. That's immature, Jason, from the past. That's somebody that didn't have the balls to say, look, thank you for tonight. It was really nice getting to know you and chatting with you. However, I just, I'm not feeling the connection that would be fair for any one of us to try and go forward with another date or anything past right now. 
So I, I wish you the best and thank you. That's it. Wasn't man enough to have that conversation in the past. But go into it to connect, to be open to whatever can happen. All right, if there's somebody that you've developed feelings for, like, don't throw up a bunch of walls and make them have to, like, climb over it to get closer to you. If somebody seems legit and genuine and a good person with good values that match yours, same vision for life that matches yours, they have the ability to create and honor boundaries with the people in their life, then be open to open to the possibility of love, man. Let them in. Right? Like I'm I'm the type of person that I believe, and I've said this before um, to people, is that my trust out of the gate is free, right? Like you have my trust until you don't. And then when you don't, probably not getting it back. Because there's a high likelihood that you're not willing to do the work that it's going to take to earn it back. Because that's going to take time. That's going to take reps over time. Not a lot of people are that strong. That's how you kind of learn too, is this worth it? And last thing I want to leave you guys with, right? And this might wrap up the dating saga in the second episode on dating tips. Don't date for potential, right? This isn't the NBA. Right? You're not drafting somebody that's unproven based off their potential before they've even played a game. Date for what they show you and then assess the potential as time passes. Because once they show you who they are, you got to believe them. Good or bad. So that's it for this week, guys. Please shoot me an email if this if this type of content was valuable to you. If you enjoyed this episode, share it out. Comment, rate, subscribe, post on your social media. Just again, all I ask is just that you tag me so I know that you guys are listening. I see the numbers each week. I see how many people are listening, but I want to know who, who's listening, who's finding value in it, who's enjoying the content, who likes it so much they want their boys to hear it too. And believe it or not, there's a small fraction of listeners that are ladies, right? And I know why you're listening, because you want to better understand your men. I think that's a great thing. Share it with them if you haven't already. Let's get more guys on board. Let's get this momentum moving forward in trying to become better. 
It's not just something we do when we're at rock bottom. That's where we start. But once we get out of that hole, we can't stop. We have to keep going. All right, fellas. Like I said, that's it for this week. Love you, brothers. Until next week, let's keep it going.